Welcome to the podcast. I am super excited because in this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing my very first podcast guest, Karen Louse of Karen Louse Consulting. She offers so much information on how to ignite your confidence. So get your pen and paper ready and let's listen in. Hello and welcome to the Over 40 Pivot and I'm your host, Camille Holt. This podcast is focused on helping women over 40 through all the new challenges, or what I like to call the pivot, that we face in this new season of life. This community is a place where we can come and share our stories and just be plain old supported. The Over 40 Pivot offers motivation and strategic lessons on how to embrace your pivot season and confidently get to the next level in your life and business. So let's get started. After reading about your pivot story, I went to your website and when I read it, I was like, oh my God, like I'm totally connected because <laughs> everything I do is about confidence. I know we have so much aligned, right? <laughs> and you do some amazing work. And I just wanted to say that the Ignite Your Confidence name is just, it just touched my heart. Like every time I say it, I get so excited. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, thank you. With that, I'm going to let you tell me a little bit about your business. So first of all, I've been in the corporate world for most of my life. Started in HR, moved into various companies that some people would know, of course, like The Gap. I mean, most people know The Gap, Wells Fargo, and really realized that I loved training. So got my start very shortly after being in HR roles and then jumped into this company called Decker Communications, where I really felt like I grew up professionally. I was there for 14 years. And what I, when I say grew up professionally, I would say really starting as someone who was a corporate trainer and then moved into a mentoring role and then in a leadership role and on the executive leadership team to really help with more of the, the overall company structure and vision and that kind of thing. What I realized very quickly is that I missed being a part of the actual work with the clients. And so let me get into the meat though, that what we really care about here. (laughs) I was so focused on my own self-doubt, my people pleasing of not wanting to disappoint people. And essentially what I realized through therapy, I might add, is that my boss was really a female version walking around as my dead father, (laughs) who I was trying to prove this and say the right thing and all of that. So that was a discovery that, that turned out later, which I didn't realize in the moment. But I say all this to give context around the fact that growing up, I really didn't feel like I had a voice where my dad was very much the guy that called the shots. And I learned, even though nobody in my childhood ever said anything about this verbally, I was modeled that I didn't have a voice and I was supposed to look to a man and or the authority figure to tell me what to do. Now, ironically, My dad was very much a a man that said, Karen, you can do anything that you want with enough persistence and determination. So I say that because I had all of this confidence on the outside, which I've also learned a lot of women do. 
and we would not know what was going on inside. Right. So I ended up finding myself in this leadership meeting one day where I was stumbling over my words and it was a project that my boss had said we should do. And I didn't even know exactly what it was anymore. I was just doing it because I thought, oh, well, she wants me to do this. So I'm going to. And then I found myself in that leadership meeting so embarrassed because I was stumbling over my words. I even had a couple people try to help me like, well, I think, and very respectfully, like, I think, you know, what if we started here? And it was that moment when I realized, oh my gosh, I have got to trust my gut. And that to me is really the lead of my story is to trust your gut and know that when it's telling you something that there's a reason and that there's value behind that. And I'm very fortunate that my boss also was a good teacher because she, after that meeting, she pulled me aside and said, this was a really good example where you could have, you should have trusted your gut gut and just said, you know what, everybody, I don't even know why we decided why we were going to have this meeting in the first place. I don't remember. We talked about this a few months ago and that's such a different feel from how I showed up, which was um, so, all right, so we've got blah, blah, blah. And that was a big part of the journey where I went, okay, I have to, I have to move forward. And so I left the corporate world a year later, or maybe a little bit more than a year later, left to start my own business. And that was in July of 2020. And that has been recent. so liberating. Yes. Very recent. So that's a little bit about my story. And one of the reasons I left is because I was really good at coaching people, how to be good public speakers, how to lead meetings better, but I didn't get to dig into the internal. Right. And with my coaching now, because it's my thing, obviously I can do what I want. And I love to help women get to the core of their self-doubt and what's getting in the way. How do we get past those blocks so that your internal self can be aligned with your external? Because I was too often out there being confident, but then inside doubting myself, questioning myself, and I want to help all women be free. So that's really my punchline. Exactly. And I feel the same way. Um, we have to show up as certain people for people to respect us, to believe us and understand us. It's like we feel that we have to be confident to say certain things. So we have to... <laughs> do things that are really not necessary. The fact that you've noticed that and are honing in on that, it's so, it's so needed. What you're doing is so needed. And when I did research on you, it was like, she gets it. She, she gets it. <laughs> and I'm so happy that you're here to be able to tell my audience just more about what you do. Like, and I'm all about service for sure. Because, and one of you know, I'm really grateful that I had a friend that really pushed me. She goes, because I would send her emails when I was excited about working with someone. I said, oh, look, I helped this person find their voice or I helped this person do this. And now they're this, and they're so much more confident. She would always stop me and say, how did you do it? She goes, that's great. But people want to know the formula. What do you actually need to do? And she really challenged me because I, and I remember thinking, okay, I'm doing this, but I don't know. What am I doing? I mean, I'm basically asking questions. And then I, one afternoon, I went out and spent an hour sitting in my car coming up with, and I thought, okay, I do this, but what do I actually do? What exercises do I give people? And I wrote down six exercises. And then I felt so excited because I thought, oh, I do have a formula. I just hadn't thought about it before. 
<laughs> because it just organically comes up in these conversations. Exactly. So anyway, that has been a really fun realization. Is that the formula? Would, would you be able to share that? Sure. Well, there's a few of them. So okay. one of the big things that I suggest people start with who aren't feeling confident is to first get some external nudges. And I'll, and what I mean is this, ask three to five people that you trust that know you in different environments of your life. And so it could be a coworker, it could be a friend, it could be a family member or some combination of that. Ask them to give you five attributes that they see in you that are strengths, positive attributes, positive qualities, however you want to say it. But if you give them a quantifiable number, I've found that people are much more likely to respond because they, if they love us and care about us, they're going to want to give us what we want. And if we just say, Hey, can you give me some attributes? They might not know. Does that mean 10? Does that mean three? <laughs> like, what does that mean? So that's one of the pieces of this, a, a minor thing about it, but the main reason is because what I love about that is that you start seeing themes and oftentimes the thing that makes us most unique is the thing we would never think of saying. So for example, I remember years ago, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I had people telling me, I just feel so comfortable around you. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but <laughs> I've never told anybody this. And after a while, especially as I started, even the first time I left the corporate world and I started my business 20 some years ago, I started diving into what people have told me about me. And I thought, you know, in the beginning, I just thought that was a nice thing. But now I've realized that's an actual marketable quality that I can say to somebody if they're asking me, well, what, what is it like with people working with you? In other words, there is a million coaches on the planet. There's a million keynote speakers on the planet. What sets you apart? And that's what I would invite anybody listening to think about. What is that unique thing about you? And a lot of times we don't even know what it is. So in other words, I started realizing that I would tell, I, mean, I started realizing because that was a strength and because not everybody makes people feel comfortable, I would start saying that. I'd say, you know, you can hire any coach, but I will tell you this. I build trust really quickly with people. I don't know exactly what that is, but the theme that people tell me consistently is that I make them feel comfortable. So that just also having the structure behind knowing that. So for anybody listening, if you go out and do this exercise, you, you'll start seeing themes or you're going to see some things that you go, oh, that is me. And it immediately resonates. So that's automatically a confidence builder or booster. And then you can decide which of those things do you want to use essentially as that personal brand component of yourself. When you can say, hey, this is what I value. And for me, it's making people feel comfortable and it's celebrating people. So those are really my values, but I also happen to do that well. Now you could hire another coach, but those are the two unique angles that I would say I bring to the table. So that's helped me build my confidence. So that would be one exercise I would recommend that could be an immediate takeaway. Right. Okay. Well, that is awesome. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like notes, notes, notes. <laughs> and that's so funny because I sit here and think about that. So I think I'm going to do that when I get off the call with you is call some people and ask them. But that was one of my attributes before is everybody says I'm so loving and caring. Like I'm a nurturer. Yeah. yeah. So 
<laughs> I approach everything like a mother hen. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. You ooze warmth through your facial expression, your tone. So yes, I see why we have even more in common now. <laughs> well, thank you so much. The name of my podcast is titled The Over 40 Pivot. So I'm going to ask you, <laughs> what is a pivot that happened in your life over 40 and some challenges that came with that? And how did you handle that? Okay. So first of all, yes, I, well, I'm 53, just so everybody knows that I left the corporate world last year after being in the same job for 14 years. And I didn't think twice about it. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I, in other words, I've never been afraid to jump into a new adventure. So to me, what's interesting is That's that <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. Like I hadn't thought about, oh, midlife, or I hadn't thought about being over a certain age, it's just, and maybe it's also because I didn't have kids. So I don't really have this sort of, Ooh, second half. It's just, it's my life. I don't think about myself being 53. I just think what's the next thing. And pretty much every couple of years I think about, well, what's a new thing. So I'm going to share one story and then I'll go to, I'll, I'll get to that, the question about the pivot. So the, the, in 2017, I was about to turn 50. My birthday's in October and I live in the Bay area. So housing prices are very expensive. And my husband and I just have never prioritized buying a house because we have a great gig as apartment managers, but also really, really cheap rent. So I was thinking, okay, I really want to get a house. I decided, okay, this Bay area is so expensive. My other dream is to live in Manhattan. I wonder how much it costs to live there. So I'm researching online and I had this epiphany. I don't need to go buy a house in New York. I've always wanted to live there though. What if I just rented an apartment for my 50th birthday month and I go live there? So that's what I did. I decided in August I was going to go. My company said, that's fine. You can work out of our New York office. And I had the time of my life for 30 absolute beautiful, wonderful days. And I that is like awesome. That is so awesome. I did that in my 50th for my 50th birthday, but now the pivot, let's go back to that. So I touched on it a little bit, but the thing that I did really is leaving this very secure, wonderful job. Well, obviously COVID happened, but I had been planning to leave by the end of COVID, the COVID year 2020 now, anyhow. And the pivot for me was simply I want to help women find their voice. And for anybody that is listening, you're trying to figure out, well, what is your why? For me, I've known most of my life that I had a heart for women. I didn't realize until probably just the last five years how much it is still needed. I kind of thought overall that it was mostly younger people that needed this. I was amazed the more people I talked to in midlife that have confidence challenges. And I thought, oh my gosh. And I mean, I did too. So I can't, I'm, but I'm just saying, I'm amazed at how much more my mission is relevant than I would have ever thought. Right. And so when I started peeling back the layers of the why, so first it was, oh, I help women find their voice. That's what I started saying a lot. And then I realized digging deeper. Well, why do I really do that? Well, I want to help them be more confident. Well, why? Well, I want to help them get over self-doubt. Well, why? And with all of these layers peeled, 
what I realized is my absolute core why is to help women be free. Mm. So I, I realized not just that I wanted to do it, but then I've actually started feeling more of a responsibility that I need to share my story of feeling like I didn't have a voice all those years. All of the times I got tied up in knots in these corporate meetings, even though I was in a senior leadership position, getting tied up in knots because I was worried about what this person thought or that person. Oh, they must be older than me. They must know more than me. Oh, he must be this because, and so I'm, I'm lesser than. So I was really realizing that I was playing small. And it was truly in that meeting. That's very memorable for me because I was so embarrassed because I was hemming and hawing and just could not find my words because I wasn't trusting myself right. and I wasn't clear. So I launched last July and went full in the online space. I now have an online course called Speak with Confidence, the Speak with Confidence roadmap, actually. So that is another thing that I offer. But the fun and excitement, the exhaustion, like I'll take it all any day. Because <laughs> you're free. Do it. Exactly. So I just feel like oh my God, this is so incredible. <laughs> And I used to be an entrepreneur when I started my business 20 years ago as a career coach, because I have the HR background. I would think I was in my early thirties then, but I got bored pretty quickly. I got recruited into a company. I didn't obviously have that much experience at the time, but now what really feels awesome at 53 is to have all of this life experience and training and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in my own personal growth. Right. And also a patience. Well, that's true. <laughs> that we don't have when we're young. <laughs> that's true. You know, somebody else gave me this great visual. So I don't know if you have people watching and listening to this, but for those watching, you can obviously see like if our goal is over here, we have to recognize we're here. We all want to be here so that we all want to be at that end goal, but we've got to recognize that it takes steps to get there. And to your point about being patient, I'm generally not very patient. And so very, uh, very good to be reminded of that. Yes, we are. We can all use a little more patience. Yes. So I want to, if you can say or tell the audience three things, I know you've hit on a lot, but three short things that they could do to be mm -hmm. more confident. Like, mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So one of the things is an affirmation and I say in affirmation, because I would pick one, I would start with one. So for example, what I started doing one time, I'll never forget this because of what happened as a result. I started saying, I am radiant. I love that word. And it's not a word people use much. It just made me warm when you said that. Oh, it makes me so happy. So here's the cool thing. Within a period of a few weeks, as I was saying that over and over to myself, I had two people tell me out of the blue that I was radiant. <laughs> and who says that? One was after a corporate training and feedback, like the written feedback saying I was radiant. It was so interesting. So I'm a big believer in we are what we think. So it's telling yourself these messages and that affirmation, pick one that really excites you. Another one I love is I am unstoppable but you got to find what works for you. Another one that is related to that is first 
collecting data about how often you criticize yourself or say something negative to yourself. Tally mark that, do maybe a day or two. Tally mark every time you say it or, or say it to yourself and then you get some data to go, wow, how often am I actually doing that? Take the same amount of data, or excuse me, then stop, take the same amount of time. So let's say it's two days, then have that affirmation at the ready so that every time you say something negative about yourself, you say back either the opposite message or you have that affirmation at the ready. And you'll start training your brain because what you're doing is you're being more intentional about this. And when we're intentional, then things definitely happen quicker and they're, they're just more, well, I keep coming back to intentional, that we're going to do something on purpose rather than just haphazardly. Exactly. The other thing that we didn't even talk about yet, but which really is my specialty is around communication. So I want to speak to the voice and give a couple of tips there. One is to simply speak louder than you think you need to speak. So many women tend to speak hesitantly and softly. Think about speaking from that diaphragm, which is the wonderful muscle around your stomach and mm. speak louder. Related to this is speaking with conviction, avoiding up speak, which is when we say a sentence that should be a statement, but it sounds like a question, <laughs> just like I'm doing now. And what's so funny is that a lot of people say their introduction, like a run on sentence with a bunch of up speak. So I want to quickly model this. One version of myself would be, hi, I'm Karen Laus and I'm originally from Minneapolis, but now I live in San Francisco or hi, I'm Karen Laus. I'm originally from Minneapolis, but now I live in San Francisco. Totally see the difference. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So our voice is so powerful. I have a, a million tips I could give about the voice, but the biggest thing I would say is speak louder than you think, and then speak with a declarative tone rather than the upspeak. And one last thing, I know you asked for just three. Oh, <laughs> thing, free. record yourself, record yourself. I cannot say this enough as a tip for people, because we cannot be outside of ourselves. If you don't record yourself, you're not going to truly know how you sound. And there's such a big disparity gap of how we think we're coming across versus how we actually are coming across. So for example, a lot of people that I coach think they're talking loud enough and I'll say, no, speak louder, speak louder. And they'll say, well, I feel like I'm yelling. Now, this is the one area where I will tell people, don't trust yourself, trust the recording because it will feel like you're yelling if you're not used to it, because anytime we change a habit, it's going to feel weird. Right. Then you listen to it and you go, oh, wow, I thought I was yelling, but I'm actually sounding pretty good. So those would be some of my recommendations. Well, those are all awesome recommendations. What, what, are, what are some ways that people can contact you and work with you? Like, Sure. Yeah. So I have a couple ways. One is that number one, for anybody looking for a speaker, I love to talk about what is my signature talk, which is seven ways women give away their power and how to take it back more importantly. Mm -hmm. So I do speaking engagements. But if you're an individual looking for a coach, I coach in a group environment. So every seven weeks, I run a six-week 
coaching group coaching program. What I love about it is that it's limited to five women. So it's really personal from your personal brand to speaking with confidence around your presence, as well as the content. And then the one-on-one coaching, I do that as well. And typically people work with me for a period of six months, depending upon the change that you're looking to make. And I specialize in helping people with their confidence, specifically in their communication. So if you're looking to know, like, how do I do an introduction? And that's really memorable. How do I stand out and be memorable? Or if you're looking to do an elevator pitch, like, how do you actually talk about what you do? So I love giving people sentence prompts to help them. And then the last thing is I do corporate offsites and retreats as well. Okay. That's awesome. And I guess this will be the end. And I just wanted to thank you so much. You are a light and you are radiant and everything you do. I am just, I don't know. I don't want to, I'm, I'm in awe of how connected our message is. Like we need you in this place. I feel like there's a lot of divine appointments in this world. And I just think that I feel the same way. So. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. And can I say if anybody is interested in staying in touch, yes, that you can reach me on my podcast, which is ignite your confidence as well as my free Facebook group called ignite your confidence with Karen Laus. And I am quite active on Instagram. I do lots of little videos that are quick and I am at Karen Laus Consulting. So I look forward to being in touch with anybody that would like to. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. To get more information on my coaching and design services or to show some love, I love all the love. Visit CameoHope.com and we'll chat soon. Bye.